After having gone through a few of the processes of the Yom Kippur service and having completed the offering of the Korban Tomid, the Mishnah tells us that the next thing which was done is heavy Ulbeis Parva. They would bring him, they would bring the Kohen Gadol to the chamber known as Beis Parva, which we learnt earlier on. There was a mikvah on the roof of this chamber, and that's where the Kohen Gadol would go to the mikvah throughout the day of Yom Kippur. It was considered part of the holier area of the courtyard of the Beis HaMikdash. They would spread a linen sheet between him, the Kohen Gadol, and the people, so that they wouldn't see him when he was getting undressed. And then, he would wash his hands and feet, and then Then he would take his clothes off. However, Meir says it's the opposite. Meir says, Poshat first he takes his clothes off, and then the Kiddush Yodavaraglov, then he washes his hands and feet. The argument between them being whether the reason why they are washing his hands and feet is for the honor of the clothes which he is taking off, or is it for the sake of the clothes which he is now putting on? Be it as it may, Yarad Vatoval, he goes down into the mikveh and dips himself into the mikveh. Allah, he comes up and out of the mikveh and is tapag and dries himself. They bring him literally white clothes. This refers to the special clothes which he only wore in Yom Kippur, which didn't contain any gold. And for the services which were performed inside the Besamekdash building, the Kongola would wear these special clothes. As we'll see throughout the Masechta, he changes his clothes a number of times. So Lovash, he puts his clothes on, and then when Kedishod Raglov, he washes his hands and feet again. Just like every time he changes clothes, he would wash his hands and feet before doing so, and after having put on the new clothes. Mishnah Zion, regarding these unique clothes which the Kongola would wear on Yom Kippur, the white clothes made out of linen, so the Mishnah tells us that by Shachar in the morning, when the Kongola was serving in the Beis HaMikdosh, her lovish plusin shall shnei he would wear clothes, linen clothes, from the place called Plusin in Egypt, worth 12 mone. So these clothes were very valuable, Venhar Bayim. And in the afternoon, for the rest of the services done on that day, Hindavin, he would wear clothes from India, white linen clothes, Shal Zuz, worth 800 Zuz, which is equivalent to 8 mone. So it was also very valuable, but less valuable than the clothes worn in the morning. Dear Rebbe Meir, that is the opinion of Rebbe Meir, in the morning, he would wear linen clothes which were worth 18 mone, or 1800 zuz. In the afternoon, that's when he would wear clothes worth 12 mone, or 1200 zuz. And the Mishnah adds it all together, all together it was worth 30 mone. 3,000 Zuz. And the reason why the Mishnah repeats this, or sort of calculates it, even though it's obvious, 12 plus 18 is clearly 30 Moneh, but the Mishnah calculates it in order to tell you that really these specific amounts don't actually matter. As long as altogether the total value of the clothes worn both in the morning and the evening, the afternoon, is 30 Moneh, even if it is split differently, it's not necessarily 18 and then 12, it could be 16 and 14, as long as the total is 30 mone, that's okay. However, the morning clothes do need to be worth more than the afternoon clothes. That you see according to both opinions of the Mishnah. This again is learned out of Psukim, that the clothes of the morning service do take precedence and should be worth more than the clothes worn in the afternoon. Says the Mishnah, where would the money for these clothes come from? El Mishal Tzibur, it came from the community, the public's money, meaning the shkolem, the coins which the entire Jewish people had to donate every year. 
And this money would be used for carbonites and many other needs for the Beis HaMikdash. So one of those needs was the close of the Kohen Gadol. So 30 mona out of the Shkolim which were given each year would go towards this. And if that particular Kohen Gadol wanted to add on money, he wanted to wear even more valuable clothes, then Moshe Mishalai, he should add on from his own money, meaning he should designate that money to the Beis HaMikdash. And then there would be more money to be spent on these clothes, but he cannot take any more than 30 money from the public money for these white linen clothes worn by the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur. The Kongol comes and stands next to his bull. This was the bull which was going to be brought as a carbon chatos in order to atone for the sins of the Kongol himself and his family's sins. And his bull which was going to be brought as this carbon was standing in between the ulam, which was a very wide room right in front of the Beis Hamikdash's building. So between the Ulam al-Mizbeach and the Mizbeach, which was in the courtyard of the Beis HaMikdash, that was where the animal was slaughtered. So there will be a short distance to bring the blood of the animal into the Kodesh HaKadoshim. It was right by the Ulam. Roshul Adorim, the head of the bull, was facing southwards. Ufon of and they turned its face to be facing the west. So the whole animal's body was facing towards the south, and they turned its head, its face, to, to face the, east, the west. It would face the west because that's the direction where the Shekhinah, where Hashem's presence comes from. However, the entire body is not faced towards the west, in case the animal excuses itself, in which case it's better that the animal's bottom does not face the Mizbeach. And the Kegol performs smicha. He leans his two hands on the animal. He would lean the weight of his body. He would literally lean on the animal, just like with pretty much all carbonos which were bought by an individual. And then Misvade, he would confess before slaughtering the animal. And this is what he would say: Ono Hashem, please Hashem, Ovisi Poshati Fonecha. I have sinned intentionally. I have sinned in a rebellious way. I have sinned unintentionally. Lefonecha in front of you, Hashem. And you see myself and my household, my family. The Torah says, V'chipper ba'adov ad beisoi. And he needs to atone both for himself and for his family. Ono Hashem, please Hashem. Kaper no, atone now. Please atone la'avonus la'pshom la'chatoim she'ovisi v'shepashat v'shechotoz lefonecha. For all of the different types of sins which I sinned before you, Ani Ovesi, myself and my family, as it is written in the Torah of Moshe, your servant, because on this day he will atone for you, etc. As the Pasuk talks about Yom Kippur, saying that Hashem atones for the sins of the Jewish people on Yom Kippur, and they answer after him, meaning anyone who is there who hears the Kohen Gadol make this confession, they would answer, they would answer with this Pasuk, and in fact, in the Beis HaMikdash, whenever the name of Hashem was mentioned, for example, at the end of a bracha, instead of answering Amin, they would answer with this Pasuk, talking about the glory of Hashem. Mishates, after this, he came towards the eastward direction, at least, of the courtyard. So instead of being in the west, between the Ulam and the Mizbeach, he went towards the east, so that he was now north of the Mizbeach. Haskan, the deputy Kohen Godol, Miminoi, would stand on the right side of the Kohen Godol, Varesh Beis Av, and the head of that Beis Av, which is the group of Kohenim within that Mishmar, 
There are 24 Mishmaris, 24 large groups of Kohanim who take in turns serving the Beis HaMikdash for a week at a time. And within each Mishmar, there are, according to most, six Boteav, six smaller groups which serve on one day of the week. And then on Shabbos, they all serve together. As it may, the head of that base Av who was serving on that day of Yom Kippur, he would stand with Smoilo on the left side of the Kohen Gadol. The Shoms Shnei Irem, and there were two goats there. The Kalpiyos Hashem, and there was a lottery box, Uvoshnei containing two lots. So that's Kureya Hayu, these two lots were made out of a certain type of wood. Vasom and Gamla Shazahov, but Yeshua ben Gamla paid for them to be made out of gold. That was considered a bigger glory for the Beis HaMikdash. And because of that, they would mention Ben Gamla in a praiseworthy way when the Chachon talked about him. They would praise him for having given this glory to the Beis HaMikdash. Now, of course, as we will see later on in the Masechda, what exactly were these two goats for? So one of them was sent off a cliff, La Zozel, and the other one was brought as a korban to Hashem. And so the lottery was in order to decide which goat would be sent off to the cliff, and which one would be brought as a korban in the base Hamikdash.